Good morning, church. It's great to stand in front of you as, as, we, as we talk about our vision this month. And I'm honored to stand here as, a, as an elder, and I'm honored to be a part of, uh, of the eldership here and serve alongside of 12 of the most godly and wise men I've ever been around. And so um, keep praying for us as, as your leaders. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit today about what it means to be a participating, a participatory member of the body of Christ here at West Art. And um, the next slide is video, so if you kind of be prepared for that. Um, what does it mean to be a participatory member? And so I want to uh, show this next clip. Um, it's a clip of a uh, commercial, probably back in the 80s, um, and that I can kind of remember and I thought about as we, as we did this. Uh, so if you'll uh, click on that and make sure the sound's on. Scroll, there we go. What is our view as a member of the body? I do have flight 139 leaving in 20 minutes, but only in first class. I'll take it. Get a call on my flight. I'll be there. No, it just started. Where is she? The second potted plant from the left. Coming through when you need it most. Membership has its privileges. Now you might be kind of scratching your head and going, what's, what's that all about? You know, because that old, uh, that old commercial uh, talked about being in this cardholder of this American Express. It gives you privileges. Perks, if you will, um, being, and that you will be served. You know, there might not be a flight, but uh, a room on this plane, but if you got a, an American Express card, you're going to be served. Or if you're standing in line and there's a long row of people waiting for a cab, flash the American Express card and you're going to be served. Now, I pray that this is not our view as a participating member of the body of Christ. And I repeat, not our view. Ask yourself, is it about giving or receiving? Serving or being served? Responsibilities or rights? Sacrifice or entitlements? So as we move on, if you guys will help me move on to the next slide, maybe it might. As we move on and, and talk about this, we are West Ark. You've heard that term and it's been on the top of your bulletin or your newsletter. We are West Ark means that we all are necessary parts of the whole. And we're going to uh, be looking at, uh, at Paul because he paints a very clear picture to the Corinthians in, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapters 12 and 13. And that's where we're going to uh, call a lot of our attention to here in the next few minutes. In 1 Corinthians 12, verses 27 and 28, it says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, let me read that again, And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and different kinds of tongues. Let's not get hung up on the list, folks. But let's look at what it says. God has placed in the church all of us for a function in the body. 
And Paul carries that even further and talks about the individual parts. We at West Ark means we're a necessary part of the whole because just as a body, the one has many parts, but its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. And I want to continue to read through here just a little bit, if you'll allow me to. In, in chapter 12, uh, verses 12, and I want to go on in, in chapter 14. And it says, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. And Paul gets a little, uh, I don't know the word cynical or sarcastic here, I think. He's, he's just, he's, he's playing it this way. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, now that's a scary thought. But if the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each God has put each part just where he wants it. God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest and the least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with great care. So if we carefully protect those parts we sh that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care can be given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all members can care for each other. So we see this metaphor. Sorry, I'll go back. We see that we are individual parts of the body and that we all must function as a whole. The eyes, the ears, the feet, the hand, the nose. These are things that we all easily can understand. And then if we go on, if we are West Ark means we are different, but we will still all work together. And he goes on into uh, verse 26 of the same chapter. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. See, everyone has a role. In this book that I'm reading that it says, I am a church member. There's a beautiful quote that it says, there is a beauty, a beautiful diversity in the midst of unity in the church. I've seen this in action. I've seen this in action when I've gone on mission trips and see people who don't know each other, who you wouldn't even think would be able to uh, uh, find any common ground or common element, will work side by side to build a home or will work side by side to teach a child or will, will uh, work side by side to, to clear a garage that has uh, many uh, uh, drug paraphernalia and things like that. So diversity, part of the body, fails to function. The whole body suffers. On the contrary, if the body functions well, the whole body rejoices and is stronger. I think about someone who may have chronic back pain. Some of you may have chronic back pain. When that pain hits you, does the whole body suffer? Well, of course it does. I've known people who've had migraine headaches. It, it basically is a debilitating thing when a migraine headache comes on. But once that pain goes away... Once that headache or once that back pain may go away, there, of course, is great rejoicing. If we're a West Ark, means everything we do is based on the foundation 
of love. We have to participate in love. We have to be intentional about love. Hey, let's be honest. We're not all lovable people. And you may be pointing to me, yeah, you're not very lovable either, buddy. But anyway, we're not very lovable sometimes. Some of us are just naturally lovable. We have to be intentional about loving those who are unlovable. And we go to work with people like this sometimes, people who are unlovable. But God has called us to love our enemies, love our neighbors. And so in the chapter, uh, thir- next chapter, in chapter 13, verses 4 through 8, we, we, we think of this as when we go to a wedding ceremony. But it's a very important part of the church. We must be participating in love, and we must be intentional. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. Always hopes. Always perseveres. Love never fails. If we are West Ark, we must be intentional about love. But if we are West Ark means we must have functioning members. I joke, and most of you know that I'm a music teacher. I'm a band director. And I always joke with my kids about performance time. And, and, and we're always working for performance. But I always say, guys, I need you to be there. This is a required performance because we can't have a performance without performers. And so every member of our performance is very important. So Paul's primary reason for using the body as a metaphor, first, for one, the body is unified. Likewise, the church must be unified in its mission, its ministries and activities, and its vision. And the body is not only unified, it's made up of many parts. And it's easy for us to understand the feet to walk, the hand to grasp, the ear to hear, the eyes to see, and the noise, the noise, the nose to smell. Finally, this question. If we are West Ark, let's make it personal. What are you doing to participate and be an active and functioning party part of the body? We are all important, and we all are a part of the functioning part of this body here at West Ark. And then in what ways can you participate? This would kind of be the short list. I want you just to glance through the list. Now that you're a part of Christ and each one of you is part of it, what can you do to participate? It took me a very short time to come up with this fairly extensive list of some of the ministries and things that you can participate. We want to encourage everybody to be in part of our education program, our biblical spiritual education. We would not dare allow our children to not go to school to be educated. Why would we dare allow our children not to come to Sunday school and be educated by some of the most wise and wonderful people who are dedicating their time and volunteering their time to their spiritual growth? The time that we can come together on Wednesday night, small groups, uh, care groups, uh, the giving ministry, youth groups, small groups, men's retreats, women's retreats, mission trips, hope chest, cure, men's Bible study, women's Bible study, visitation, singing class, lions for Christ. We just talked about our communion servers. The Leo Ministry, Kitchen and Meals Ministry, Dream and Design Team, Sound Tech, LFC Noon Meal, Quilt Ministry, Nursery Attendant, Worship Technology, Volunteer Maintenance Crew, Hope Park Ministry, King's Kids, Gateway, Bridge 56, Summer Intern Housing, 
Might want to keep that on your uh, prayer list. Benevolence, youth group sponsor, mission committee, teaching ministry, prayer ministry, Iglesia de Cristo. How can we, how can we minister to them? Communion setup, joy bunch, guest preacher and speaker. There's some people that, that may want to participate in that ministry. Welcome and door greeters, encounter, community outreach, tutoring, coffee ministry, church directory ministry, adopt a student, faith fusion, world Bible school, security team. Building and grounds maintenance, van ministry, creative ministry. You be creative and come up with a ministry. Encouragement, worshiping together. We are participating in worship together. And we're encouraging building up the body. Talk it up ministry that we're going to get to participate uh, next week. And praying for our leadership and ministers. This is just a small list. You can probably think, well, he left that off. You're probably right. But this is a short list. What are you doing to be actively involved and participate in the growth in the body of Christ here at West Art. We want to thank you for those that are serving diligently, and we want those who, who may not be to find your place to serve. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your gift of giving us talents and abilities to serve you. Father, you've told us and you have placed uh, in the body here many, many diverse Uh, diverse people with many different ministries and many different skills and many different talents. Help us to discover those talents and to encourage one another, to spur one another on to use those in the building up of the body here at West Art. Father, we're so thankful for uh, the leaders. We're so thankful for our ministry ministers who encourage us and, and teach us. We're so thankful for our Bible school teachers who, who give us a quality spiritual education here at West Art. Father, we're just so thankful for uh, the so many blessings that you give us. Help us to give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello, my name is Chris Benjamin. I'd like to participate in the guest preacher ministry. <laughs> I'm responding to the call. Uh, Brent and the other elders have shared their passion with you of to get involved, to find a way to participate. And these four words, we've built on those, which leads up to the events of next week that Ted told you you do not want to miss out on this. Uh, he promised that there, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very intriguing. In fact, the substance of that day, much of where we end up with that depends on you and your participation. But I agree with him. You do not want to miss out on this. We want to uh, share dreams for the future. Um, More information is on that. Please talk to me. Talk to any of the elders. We'll be glad to tell you what's going on and how you can be involved. What I ask of you is this. As you're thinking and praying about next Sunday and preparing for that, would you just make it possible? Would you work your schedule so that you can be here from 930 to 2? We'll feed you. We'll take care of you right there in the middle. We've got lunch taken care of. You make the plans to be here And uh, we'll be telling you more about this as the week progresses. What is all this vision? What does participatory and participation have to do with God? Well, speaking of not missing out, I want to direct your attention to a parable in Luke 14. It's often called the parable of the great banquet. But it would be just as fair to title this the parable of people who missed out. Because it describes the character of a God 
who wants to participate with us in his world, in his creation. Now, I have not put the text on the screen because this is a parable. And I think parables should be heard. I want to invite you today to hear the parable told. I'm going to read from Luke 14 just to set it up. Jesus is at a banquet. And someone at the banquet says, uh, How fortunate are those who get to eat dinner in God's kingdom. And Jesus responds with this narrative. He says, Yes, because once there was a man who threw a great dinner party, and he invited many. And when it was time for dinner... He sent out his servant to the invited guests saying, Come on in, the food's on the table. And then they all began to beg off, one after the other, making excuses. The first said, Well, I bought a piece of property and I need to look it over. Send my regrets. Another said, I just bought five team of oxen and I really need to check them out. Send my regrets. Yet another said, I just got married and I need to go home to my wife. So the servant went back and told the master what had happened. The master was outraged. He told the servant, quickly, get out into the city streets and the alleys. Collect all who look like they need a square meal, all the misfits, all the homeless, any of the wretched you can lay your hands on. Bring them in here. The servant did just that and reported back, Master, I did as you commanded, and there's still room. The master said, well then, go out to the country roads. Whoever you find, drag them in. I want my house full. Let me tell you, not one of those originally invited is going to get a taste of what's being served at the party. If the certain man is meant to reveal to us the character of God, then it's telling us that our God is a God who invites. Our God is a God who is so intentional about having this banquet, this dinner party, that he will do whatever it takes to get guests there. Did you notice that the master does not reschedule the party because people can't make it? One man says, I, I have to do this, send my regrets. Another, and they're all, they're all reasonable excuses. But no, this... This certain man is so interested in having this banquet that he's going to fill his house. That should tell us something not only about what it means to be participatory, but what our God is like. How do we typically measure participation? Any given church event, you look at it. How do we measure? What is our criteria for measuring good participation participation well we usually don't use that word what we usually talk about is attendance how many were there how many we, we don't even ask who was there sometimes we do but rarely we don't ask did everyone who wanted to attend get to be there we go with a number we're comfortable with numbers numbers make it simple And we always assume that a large number is better than a small number. Maybe we should think about what that large number means. And and by the way, we take attendance. We keep count. We keep records on that. We've got people who work on that because it's an indicator. 
But indicators always have to be interpreted. It's like the indicator light on a vehicle. To go to Gulf Coast Getaway, and, and we also had a group going to Winterfest, we had to add an additional van to our fleet. And that's a good thing. That's a good problem to have. Because we have that many people who want to participate. So we had to rent a van. I went down to the uh, rental place, and when I got the van to pick it up, the man said, now there's a little light here on the dashboard that says that your tires are low. He said, just ignore that. It's an indicator, but you have to know what to do with it. If I had been thinking, I would have said, ah, so that's the indicator that says you're going to give me a discount for a defective van. But I wasn't that swift that day. All indicators have to be interpreted. And attendance is that kind of an indicator. But there's more to participation than simply attendance. Sometimes we assume that participation is measured by a percentage of involvement. That if we can get more than 20% of the people to do 80% of the work, then we will have achieved full participation. I've heard about the 80-20 rule for many years, and I've decided that to stop worrying about it. Because the way I see it is this. It's the rule of one. If you, if you are passionate about something, if you care about something, a way that you can participate in God's life, then regardless of the 20 or the 80%, if you as one are passionate, you're going to find a way to get involved in that. And that's what matters most. And if I and others like me can encourage and equip you to work with that passion using those gifts that God has given you, then that is participation. Sometimes we get participation confused with popularity, and that's easy in a day and age of poll numbers and ratings. We assume that if everyone is happy and they like something, then everyone is participating. But there's much more to participating than favorable reviews. So what is it? We'll go back to the parable. Go back to the parable and look. You have all of those people, some who have reasons that they cannot participate, and some who didn't even know that they were receiving an invitation, and they got to participate in the banquet. But where does the participation begin? Who is sending out the invitations? Who is making the banquet possible? It's the certain man. That man who has it as his desire to have that banquet. And he will draw people in. As he said, the misfits, the rejects, take them from the city square. The people who look like they need a square meal, get them in here. Why would he drag those people in? Because he is so intent on having a banquet that he wants to fill his house. Participation begins with the one who is determined To share in the goodness. And there's a definition of our God being participatory. Our God being a participant in our life, in our world, has to do with his love and his desire to share his goodness with us. God participates. He wants you in his life. Often... The goal of preaching is for someone like me to lead up to this point where I say, how would you like to invite God into your life? I'm not going to preach that because it doesn't make sense. The good news is not that you get to invite God to your party. 
God doesn't have a diary where he's waiting for that day when I invite him. And then he writes in his diary, Dear diary, today Benjamin invited me to his party. I feel special. Now the good news is the day that God said, I'm inviting you into my life. And you need to know that that invitation has always been there. Don't miss out. Don't squander it. Do we value the invitation that we've received? Sometimes we can get caught up in so many good things. Sometimes we can take it for granted. And that we can put God on hold because we're busy with life. But God is inviting us to a very different quality of life. And whether we are the people who are busy doing business and we have to go check out the new oxen that we've bought, or whether we've just gotten married or we're planning a wedding, or whether we're the people out on the country roads, on the highways and byways, God is ushering us into His banquet. He's inviting us into His life. So don't miss out. Participation in God's life, though, I want you to know this as well. It's not an invitation set in the future where you and I just have to wait around keep our good suit tidy looking nice making sure that nothing interferes and then on the day that we all get to go to heaven the banquet begins heaven is the culmination of what God is doing right now the work that he's doing God has this great plan He's been working on it through Jesus Christ. He's continued to work on it through the Spirit. He's got this great plan to make everything new, to renew heaven, to renew earth. Earth, Heaven is breaking into the world that we know right now. And it's going to overwhelm that. It's going to discontinue this current type of existence. Make it obsolete. It's going to expire it. And the new reality... The new heaven and the new earth that you read about in Revelation that's coming down. If we're already participating in God's life, then we're just going to keep on doing what we've been doing, but even better, even more. That participation in God's life begins now, not just in the hereafter. And I wouldn't want you to miss out on a single moment of being a part of God's life. Yeah, I'm very thankful for a man named Ed Spurlock. Some of you may know Ed. Ed would come out to the little congregation in Winslow and would do a VBS when I was a, when I was a kid. And I was, you know, my sister was going, and, and, and so I was getting dragged along as the older teenager, and I was it. It was me, Ed Spurlock, and one of the church leaders there. We were the teenage class. Two on one. There I am. Ed asked me questions knowing that I had to be thinking about being baptized and being a Christian, and I had. I'd seen both of my parents baptized. I knew how to do this. I knew how it... I always looked at it as something that I had to take care of, sort of like registering for selective service. It was a rite of manhood. It was something that you had to do so that you don't go to hell. I don't know that I was really thinking about it like that, but I knew it was something I would take care of. And I would take care of it one day, probably the same day I got my driver's license, and then I would just go and get it all taken care of in the same day. I had it all together. And you know what? Ed Spurlock asked me some questions, and I knew how to answer them. I'd heard enough Bible. 
And I'm not wanting to brag, but Ed Spurlock told me this. He said, you're right. You know what you're talking about. And he, and he affirmed that. And so that was a really short class, and I thought, this is good today. I think I'm doing okay. And if you know Ed, Ed always had this, we never could figure out his accent. I always thought he was British, but uh, he wasn't. Um, he lived in Arkansas. But he was just like, oh, Chris, I think you've got this whole thing figured out, you know. And uh, I was like, yeah. He goes, so I know that you'll take care of it and you'll do what you need to do. And I was like, yeah. He goes, I sure wouldn't want you to miss out on the joy of being a Christian for a single day. Now that got my attention. Because I looked at it differently and I realized that this really isn't about me asking God to participate in what I'm doing and I'm keeping him on my notebook in my plans, that I'm not just devoting a little bit of time to the heavenly creator. When he said those words, I don't want you to miss out on the joy of being a Christian for a single day, my perspective opened up and I thought, I don't want to miss out on this. I wasn't afraid. I was eager. I knew that I could be a part of something bigger than myself. I knew that I could throw myself into what God was doing to rescue and reform the world. And I didn't want to miss out on that. I knew that I had been invited. And I'll share with you today the same words that were shared with me. Whether you, if you haven't been baptized, you've been invited. You've been invited to a banquet. What would keep you from it? It's not about you. It's about you just giving God an RSVP. To the banquet. And if you have been baptized, come back to the party. Get involved in the party. Throw yourself into God's life. Understand that at your baptism, you connected with God's life. And by the way, I'm not just talking to those, you know, some of you may be thinking, he's talking to the people who haven't come to church very much. No, I'm talking to you. Jump in. I'm talking to me. We should all jump in with full participation in God's life because he has not held anything back from us. He is fully participating in his creation and will fully participate in your life. And when we get caught up in that, we're going to enjoy God's goodness every day. Now, while we stand and sing this song, we create an opportunity here to share good news, to share a concern. Our elders who are so passionate about you getting involved in what God can do here, they want to participate by sharing with you in the ministry of prayer. So if there's any response that needs to take place, would you let us know? You can come down here and talk with our shepherds, or you can go to room 100. Let's stand, let's sing together, and encourage one another now.